Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddie Loso. We are back to full strength. It is a full crew. We've got the devil's advocate, Robert Fink. What's up, guys? Uh, today, interestingly enough, uh, today is Conan's birthday, and also he debuted on the same day in 1987. So he de- his birthday was 1970, um, and, or sorry, 1964, and he debuted uh, on his birthday in 1987. And the other person I want to bring up is uh, today in ni- 2013, we had the debut of Sammy Guevara. And back from, well, he's been back from his long trip, but the devil's it. <laughs> Look at that. It's been so long since I've introduced him. <laughs> but Blackbeard himself, the encyclopedia. And gentlemen, it wasn't a new day at day one. It was back to an old day, wasn't it? Yeah, that was... It didn't make any sense. No. All right, let's get this out of the way. <laughs> Who won the pay-per-view? Me. You did, right. That just goes to show you how fucked up that pay-per-view was. All right. I mean, shit. Um, here's, you know what? I mean, the card itself was okay. Here's my problem. When I had a, I, you guys had to keep reminding me to make my picks. That's how little I cared about anything that was going on. And then when you hit me up with the Brock Lesnar uh, got added to the championship match, I said to myself, there's no way they're going to hand him the belt, right? I mean, that's like the stupidest possible thing they could do. I forgot we were talking about WWE, though. And they handed him Brock Lesnar the belt. For for all that buildup they did with Roman Reigns, they then go switch him right over to Raw. And now, while Raw may have an interesting match with Bobby Lashley, where does that leave Roman? The, the MVP of their show, right, of their whole company. Where does that leave Roman Reigns without a challenger, with nothing, no buildup, zero? And then where does that leave your, your past champion and Big E? Well, I mean, let's face it. The whole Big E reign was a disaster, right? They never made him a credible champion, not once. So you give the New Day, you give Kofi the title, you give – you know, Biggie the title with those like token reigns to shut people up to say, you know, hey, look, we gave an African American the belt. Just to top roll off, you have Biggie eat the pin. You don't even save Biggie from the from the pin, right? You could have given it. You could have let KO take it. I mean, KO's been beaten everywhere. Right. You have Biggie do it. So what does that tell you? I mean, they can say whatever they want, but the signs are on the wall. It's true. Well, when it's not Vince's chosen guy, they did the same thing. Now we're just. Not just with Kofi, and Kofi actually had the longest title reign of these guys I'm going to mention, but Big E, Rey Mysterio was another one, Dan, Dan O'Brien. If it's not Vince's chosen guy, for the most part, he doesn't he doesn't know how to push them. It, it's sad. He claims he has his pulse on what the fans want. He clearly doesn't. Yeah, when they added Brock to that match, I was curious, and I was almost going to change my pick because I said it's the Brock factor. They always go with Brock no matter what. They're not going to have him lose here. And I went against my instinct on that and stuck with Big E. Um, but that opening on a Raw, Brock's clearly going to SmackDown this week to talk to Roman Reigns or to confront him. That storyline's not over. I think that they pulled an audible and came up with something to keep the storyline going, but also keep Brock on that day one card. I'm not thrilled with it. Um, I fully expected that Brock was going to actually lose a day one to Roman, and it was going to turn out that it was a clever ruse by Heyman and Roman together to make it look like there was dissension when there really wasn't, and Heyman was ultimately going to screw Brock out of the belt. That could still technically happen here, just in a different way. Uh, as far as Biggie is champ, the latest rumor was that actually, if it wasn't for Brock being inserted in the match, Seth Rollins was winning that match. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Seth freaking Rollins. Because if you go on WWE.com now, every place where it used to say Seth Rollins, now it says Seth freaking Rollins. So nice find and replace you guys did there. I mean, the card itself, I mean, um, the Becky, I, Liv Morgan to me is not main event, main event material in the least. 
So I had no interest in watching that match. And her best move is that she screams a lot. They really need to tell people to stop doing that. Like, everybody does that now. They scream, like, six or seven times a match. And I just don't understand the point. You know, usually you do that when, like, you've been beaten up and, like, you know what I mean? And you're trying to psych yourself up. Now they seem to do it as part. It's, like, one of her moves. Um, I, I didn't. The, the Edge, Miz, I don't really understand why Edge would need to wrestle Miz again since he's already beaten him clean. So I think they did that totally backwards. They should have had uh, Maurice have Edge lose. And that's why Beth Phoenix comes out. And then my other thing I want to say is, Beth Phoenix, what's up with your hair? All right. You look like you had a dead animal on your head. I was going to say it was a rip-off from Mad Max or something. It, it, was, it should have been ripped off is what the problem was. She looked like she had like a dead raccoon on her head or something. And when she went out, I'm like, I'm scared of that hair. I'm not scared of her. Whoever did her hair. So, I mean, what I, are you I, doing? Again, another completely forgettable card in my opinion. It was there. It was gone. I watched it. As, and as quickly it was there, it was out of my head. The WWE pay-per-views, I went back over the last year and thought about a lot of them, and I realized the shows themselves, they're not terrible. They're usually good to great, you know, no, but nothing memorable, as Rob said. But, God, to get to these pay-per-views every month, all the build-ups with the Raws, with specifically Raw, yeah, it, it kills you. Uh, speaking of Raw, did you, one of the comments I wrote... Um, did you know? Have you? Did you notice how much wrestling actually occurred on Raw this week? Did anybody come up with a number? Because I did. I actually figured it out. It was barely, if I remember correctly, forty-five minutes to an hour tops. It was minimal. It was very low. You're close. It it was forty minutes, forty and a half minutes of actual wrestling on a three-hour show. It was one thirty-nine point five. No wrestling. I went to put on the main event. I think the main event started at like 10.20, and the match didn't start till like 10.40. That's how long it took these idiots to get to the ring. I mean, are you kidding me? What am I supposed to be watching exactly? Like you said, the buildup. That's why when you said, we said, I didn't, first of all, I didn't even realize the pay-per-view was coming. That's how out of it I was. And then I said, I'm like, I have to pick some of this? I don't even know what to pick because I don't care. I, I just don't care about one match on this card. Wait, so when you so when you toppled us about over a year ago you cared back then too no but i mean i actually <laughs> i took a little time and did some research and tried to kind of figure out like what i should pick this time i basically went like this oh let me open the spreadsheet um yeah him um becky uh i i spent like five <laughs> seconds on it i also think and it hasn't been brought up i also wonder i think they screwed up the ending of that becky Live match. Oh, they absolutely they did. did. I You're think supposed to grab the rope. Yeah. Right, right. And I was like, uh, "How are you going to get your way? How are you going to fix this one?" Insert Bianca Belair. Apparently, I mean, she can't deliver. Um, she can't deliver a promo. Um, she can't wrestle all that well, and you know, yet she. This is now going to be what her third time around. Liv Morgan. I don't really get it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I the whole and, and the other thing I I couldn't believe is I'm watching Raw and I'm like, oh look Dana Brooks defending the 24. No, actually she's not defending the title. I thought this was a joke title. Instead, it's on at 9:30 or 9:40 in the middle of the show. That second hour has been brutal for months now. I it, but you know what, my fast forward button's getting a lot of use during that second hour. So thank, thank, thanks, it's, Vince. It's getting worn out. I literally yeah. read the results and then fa- right and do that exactly. Fast forward to the points that I want to check out, and it literally I think this week was like fifteen minutes. But he took the time to time the matches and the actual well, wrestling. All I had to do was go on four one one and find <laughs> the times and add them up. I didn't do any more research than that. I just wanted to prove a point that there's no wrestling on the show. WWE's so. not a wrestling show. It's an entertainment show. They're not worried about wrestling even though they're supposed they have wrestling in the title the second okay. that word entertainment came in instead of federation it, uh, you know. raise rap. your hand if you're actually entertained <laughs> you know? I, I also partially blame the usa network giving them the contract for the three hours because it's it's actually come out by several of them um i've heard it on podcasts i've heard i've read it on rumor sites they're all saying Two hours would, is more manageable. The three hours is killing it. So They're even saying it. But, I mean, here's the other thing, though. You have these wrestling matches. Why are they so short? 
because they don't have a roster that could go very long. I mean, isn't that isn't that the bigger problem? If you're giving me three hours, I can fill three hours. I'm going to have one or two matches go a little longer, perhaps. They future endeavored anyone that could give a long match. I mean, you know, the main event was what? I think it was 12 minutes. Was that short? I thought it was 18 for some reason. Oh. Maybe it was, it was, I hang on, that... I'll tell you a minute. It was 18. But I mean, all right, then we have a two hour, a two minute <laughs> and 49 minutes. We have 112, we have 232. We have 217, we have a 936, and a 343. I mean, what's the rush? 343 was AJ versus Omos. I mean, literally, you have a show that could have been over in less than an hour. Yeah. If they ran all the matches concurrent. Oh, come on. We had to hear Paul Heyman say, you know, not trying to talk any smack, but basically, I was with Roman, everything was fine. Roman gets rid of me, now Roman has COVID. (laughs) It's just like he went there. (laughs) That was funny. Messed up, but funny. I mean, just, just you know, and poor AJ has the job to oh, to a guy who can't wrestle a damn. Yeah, well. Whose biggest, biggest talent is that he's big. Didn't they do this already? Didn't we have the great Kali already? Uh, don't forget Johnny Gonzalez. I mean, uh, I was just about to say Johnny Where are they going with him? Sorry, Freddie, I keep stealing your thunder. I'm just going to mute now. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. We've, not, we've seen not this a in the past. Show anymore. I know at the performance center they were very high on him because he had the look, and they had Nash working with him, they had Taker working with him. But come on, man! They had they Nash working with him. Kevin Nash, admittedly, only throw, knows three moves. Right. Well, and that they, actually that goes that actually goes into something you you also yes. brought up. Let, let's talk about that. I don't know if you guys read the interview with Jake Roberts. He's actually said that a few times over the years. So when right. I when I heard about it, I was like, yeah, he said that before, but it's a good topic. So thank Freddie, you for having you, Have you heard of this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, all right. So for those of you that haven't, if you haven't heard it, Jake Roberts basically said you, you only really need to master five moves. And and everything else, you, you know, you know, all these I, – I, he basically was, was um, ragging on AEW pretty much. Interestingly enough, that he's working there because he was saying it looks more like an acrobatic show or uh, stuff like that. And I was like, that's interesting because, you know, that's the Young Bucks. That's, you know, the Lucha Brothers. That's Jurassic Express. He's talking about all those guys. But, you know, is he wrong? Is he wrong? Because what you're seeing on TV now is tons of botches. I think especially with the women. No offense to the women. But I think if you want to get a strong woman wrestler, I think they should really get them to learn the five moves, know them like the backs of their hands, and then figure out which ones could add more. Because, like, I'm watching Dynamite last night, and Jade Cargill is awful. Awful. Can't do anything. I mean, if it wasn't for Ruby leading her through that match, I mean, she couldn't do simple roll-ups. If you look very closely throughout the tournament, Jade's been put in the ring with women that actually can wrestle, and they've been leading her through it. That being said, though, as much help as she still needs, compared to where she was in April, she's improved by leaps and bounds. I've actually I mean, been very impressed with her. She's better. But, I mean, when you've got, like, a Britt Baker, when you've got, like, a Thunder Rosa, when you've got um, Serena Deeb, and this is who you choose to put the title on? I mean, you couldn't let her string – you couldn't string her out a little longer, let her get her more experience? And I think it was that whole undefeated streak. They should have never put her in the tournament. So Could it be the backlash they've been receiving because of the lack of diversity that they. Uh, well, I mean, you know what though, but but I think bit. the plan is always for her to win, don't you think? Since they entered the tournament, don't you think yeah, they were going to yeah, give her the belt I anyway? Think, I think so too. Yeah. So yeah. back to the original topic. I mean, what do you guys feel about that? How do you feel about the five moves scenario? He's not wrong. If you think about it, he's yeah. not wrong. I mean, what was the one knock people gave about Cena all those years? Was that he did the same like three, four, five moves? And he proved he could actually wrestle complete matches, but most of his run, it was like a certain set of moves. If you think about this, and I know people are going to shit on me for this, and it actually has to do with one of the guys on that t-shirt you're wearing, Freddie. Brett the Hitman Hart is considered one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time, but if you think about it, his matches all ended with him doing the same like five-move sequence. It was like backbreaker. Elbow drop off the middle turnbuckle, you know, side Russian leg sweep, sharpshooter. 
How many? How what many years Rick, did he What do about that? Ric Flair? Hmm? You could name five moves that he always does, right? He does the chop. He does the figure four. He does the flip over the ropes, right? And I, you know, and you can name probably two or three more. I mean, he could do more than that. But for the most part, Flair's matches were all the same. What you're finding out is back in the day, everybody only had really five moves, right? Other than like your body slams and things like that. I'm talking about like five. You call, you know, we call Bret Hart the Russian leg sweep. We always know he did that. But I don't think they're wrong. So, so actually, Hogan was the trendsetter. He did six. It was three punches to the head, then off the ropes, big boot, then the body slam, then the leg drop. Well, so would you count the punches to the head as one move just done three times? He did it three times. It's three moves. <laughs> Well, don't don't forget the wake up from the sleeper. That was always, always an oh, the, oh wait, or, or or the or, or the big kick or the, the or the big kick out of the yeah. you. I mean Jerry Lawler with the pulling down the strap. They all only had five moves and they did them perfectly. And I think if we think of today's wrestlers, I don't know if we can do that. You know the sad thing is though. Yeah, I have a lot. Coming from Jake the Snake, it's interesting because he's also the same guy that complains that everybody ruined the DDT because it's not a finisher anymore. But he's right, though. Right. The DDP used to be a finisher. Now it's not even close to that. I mean, Randy Orton does something where he hangs you over the ropes mm-hmm. and drops yeah. you on your head, and that doesn't get a pin. Once in a while. But... Well, very rarely. I yeah. mean, it's, it's the setup for the RKO. Another guy who uses probably just five moves, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, or just five moves well. So if you want to bring it back there, then how many moves does Jade really do? Three? She's got two more to learn. No? She does. I don't think she does a three well, though. Well, that that finisher, <laughs> that finisher, she did screw that up. They both screwed that up last night. I mean, night. you could tell she was trying to climb up the rope and couldn't get there. Yeah. Um, so they called an audible. I mean, you could see it. Speaking from someone who was actually there live, um, so uh, total transparency, folks, I, w- I did not watch the show on TV. I was actually in the arena that night. Did they show the aftermath with Jade? Or did they cut as right? As far to... as what? She actually, I think they're, go, I think they're uh, going to turn her face soon. They actually brought her daughter out of the crowd and she was celebrating with her daughter. Well, I, I mean, the, the Jungle Boy's yeah. mother and sister were there, so. That makes sense. He's a face. But in Jade's case, did they show her daughter on the broadcast? I know it was mentioned, but I don't remember seeing it. I'll be honest, I wasn't paying that close attention because I don't really, yeah, I'm not a I, fan of her, so I really didn't care once she won. Yeah. I saw the pictures online of her and her daughter on, on the stage, but that was, that was it. And I took a few because I said to myself, I don't think they're, they're broadcasting this. I mean, that might have been a, in, in an arena moment. It might have been. There was a few of them last night because, um, and this, again, didn't see the broadcast. When Jurassic Express won, did they show anybody up on the balcony? Yeah, all the bad guys came out. Okay, but did they show who was up in the one of the suites watching? No. Okay, Malachi Black was actually watching from the balcony, um, right above where I was sitting, actually, as I saw him. And then, I think after they went off the air, you actually saw the entire inner circle was up there. Eddie Kingston was up there. They were all sta- sitting just to the left of Malachi Black, but Malachi Black was actually standing there overlooking everything. So when the I guess that light flicker that happened, obviously everybody knew that was probably Malachi Black, but I was wondering if they showed that on TV that he was actually overlooking everything, and it doesn't sound like it. They never told you what happened with the blink. Okay, you had to assume it was Malachi Black because it happened earlier in in the that night. But then somebody messed up because he was standing over watching the whole thing. Like when the, when they were celebrating, I looked up and a bunch of us saw. Oh shit, Malachi Black! Just, and he was just standing there staring at the ring. So I, no, I, I don't think they showed that. I think they, they showed the, some of the bad guys coming out on the stage and then they yeah. cut it off. Yeah, because somebody asked me, because somebody sitting near me said, what's that about? I said, they're all lining up to challenge them now because they think they're going to be easy pickings. Um, another thing, and it's already come out on the spoiler sites, um, but not in great detail. So Jake Atlas was another, we know about Ray Phoenix, which I think it's been confirmed. It's, he didn't actually break it. It sounds like it was a dislocation. Which yeah, is good. I mean, that means they'll yeah. be back sooner. Yeah. yeah, and if you and I'd say probably seventy-five to eighty percent of the crowd, including myself, did not realize that he had even injured the arm until Tony Khan mentioned it after they went off the air. But Jake Atlas was facing Adam Cole, and Adam Cole, um, it looked like Atlas was favoring his knee, and Cole went up to the middle rope and went to hit the Panama Sunrise. Well, when he hit the mat, 
Atlas could barely stand up, and Cole just like landed, and he like like he was going to do it, and he just kind of looked at him like, "What do you? What's going on?" And then just kind of pushed him over, and then puts him in the knee bar on the injured on the injured knee. So he improvised pretty well, but um, and then the Jurassic Express win. I also wondered if it was. I think the lights out gave it away, but I wondered if it was booked or if it was a sudden change because of the Phoenix injury. I don't think so. I think it was always supposed to be Jurassic Express winning, but I could see where it might have gone. You know, quick thinking. I don't know because they were speculating online that the match ended so quickly because of Ray Phoenix's injury that they maybe called an audible. Yeah, and that spot was so unnecessary. But then, but then his mom and and sister were crying and stuff. So I think maybe it was planned. I don't know. It's hard to say. But you couldn't see his injury because the way he fell, you were probably blocked by the crowd. I was blocked by the ring from where I was, so I didn't. I didn't realize it. Our own Stevie G actually sent me, was texting me and said, "Did you see that injury?" and sent me a video, and I was like, "No, most of us didn't realize that from our angle." And the, it, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, it didn't look good at all. Yeah, and and most of the side that would have seen that was empty. That arena was not as full as it was in September. Not even close. It was. It. it I would say it was probably seventy percent full. They had stacked everybody on the crowd facing, you know, they're taking notes from WWE in some respects. They stacked the crowd on one side and the other side, I'd say, was at least half empty. But um, they did at least, the merchandise seemed to be moving better, the security moved better. So I'd say three, four months later, they, they did a much better job. It could have been that the crowd wasn't there. but Well, you had to be vaxxed to go, right? No. Not a Prudential Center, but Prudential Center, and I don't think... Yeah, I was going to say because it's crazy. Prudential Center was requiring masks to everyone. Did you see a lot of masks on the broadcast? No, I don't, not that I can remember. No, no, <laughs> not, not a lot. No. No, it was like once you got past security and found out where your seat was, they weren't enforcing any of that. But Newark, New Jersey does have a mandate that it's supposed to be masked for all indoor settings. And under the circumstances, I, my mask wasn't coming off except to uh, eat and drink. But fun show, just like always. They they did a great job. Um, I will say, for all the smack talk people say about Tony Khan being a mark, he came out on stage and had something to say at least four times last night. It was like, after a while, I'm like, bro, stay in the back. Enough already. We ha- well, yep. good good segue. So what do you what do we I know it happened a little while ago, but what do you guys feel about the whole big swole incident? I mean, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't we let Freddie say something for a change? <laughs> well, I mean, Fred, Freddie's like, good. shit! I didn't want to go first. I wanted to bounce off you guys. She didn't. <laughs> she didn't hold back. She kind of spoke her mind. She's kind of really the first one who came out and said something right that we've that we've seen so far against AEW. Um, right, but do you think she was right? She's not wrong. Like if you if you look if you look at the look at the top of the card, right? You see the guys where's the real diversity? Like I know you've got the Lucha Bros, you've got Santana and Ortiz, you've got um was it Powerhouse Hobbs? You've got Jade now, but what else? Who else is there? Like, Scorpio Sky, Miro, the Japanese contingency that's been there. Uh, Malachi Black is not. English, but he's not. not he's white, though. We're, we're um, talking about people of color. Right, but I, I agree, but I respectfully disagree with you on that. I think they're doing a way better job with, with their roster. I think Tony Khan is aware of. The, the diversity, I think they've got like Mark guys like Mark Henry there for that specific reason to make sure that they're representing themselves well. I think they're like he said, I mean, his tweet, like, I don't know what he was thinking. It seems like he threw up and that's what ended up on Twitter. And I don't know why he would do that. Um, I don't think he should have ever saying about her wrestling. I mean, she's a terrible wrestler. Right. So I don't have any problem with him re- releasing her if that's exactly how he felt. But he shouldn't have added that in as part of that on the on the tail end of. What she said and plug the show, I just don't understand. Like, he needs a censor. He really needs to, to go to somebody and run stuff past before he says things. It's typical, like, NFL 
Premier League, baseball, basketball, hockey ownership where they don't know when to keep their mouths shut. He needs a PR person because I look. I, I I'll be honest with you. I don't have an opinion on this either way. I don't know. I don't know if what she's saying is accurate. I don't know if I. So I don't know if I agree with her. I don't know that I disagree with her. I tend to disagree with her maybe a little because I I don't see it. But we also don't know what is going on backstage. But his response was terrible, in my opinion. I mean, oh, well, look at our executive leadership. Uh, I'm a person of color. And I'm like, bro, when people look at you, they're not seeing a person of color, first off. That was a really bad optic. And then he goes, and look at how many people of color, and he starts naming them off, one match is on TV this month. Really? That's your argument? That's where you want to go? Well, I, I think he meant to say, like, they're being shown. He on said television. one. He said like one. Said, he didn't. He he didn't. I'm not defending him. He That tweet was a disaster. That's his biggest problem. Levels. Shut up, Tony. And like Anthony said, on the surface, I think AEW is doing a, a good job with diversity. But I don't work there, so I could totally be wrong. I don't think she's right. I, I think she's more wrong than right. That might be her feeling. Because she didn't get the opportunity she felt like she deserved. And she may not deserve the opportunity because she's a lousy wrestler. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, I I don't know. But it wasn't handled right at all. Regardless of what's going on, it was not handled correctly at all. I don't think it was right on her end. I don't think it was right on his end. He was more wrong than she was, though. He's the CEO of that company. You know, you got to know and, when to take the seat. And kind well, of- I mean, look what he did, too. He riled up all of his other employees, right? Now, then he had to talk to Lilo Rush, and I'm sure he had to talk to Mark Henry, and he had to kind of, you know, clarify, like, why do that? But why he's also some of them, and I think Mark Henry might have been one of them. I'm pretty sure Powerhouse Hobbs, who has really been on dark for the last several months, was another one. A lot of them came out and defended him. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think yeah. – I don't think it's as right. big as a problem as she's claiming it is because – if that was the case, then they'd all be saying right. something because she opened the door, and right. instead they're sure. saying he's working on it. He's you know they're they're looking at it, they're talking about well, it. Well, and that's and that's and this goes into why he tweeted that out. Let his staff talk for him on this one and defend him. Yeah, he would have been better off letting Mark Henry or Lilo or somebody say, "Look, as an African American, blah blah blah," or you know the Lucha Brothers as Spanish Americans, blah blah blah, or whatever. I don't know what he was thinking. So so I can see it from like optically where she can say, oh, well, you know, you don't have a lot of diversity. But like you guys mentioned, when your own guys come out and defend you, that's what you need as a company. Not not you as the CEO coming out and saying, well, look at what we do here and our demographic breakdown and our hourly breakdown. And we have this amount of guys come out like, let that take a seat. Let your guys defend you who are there, who see it, who actually are living it, as opposed to you coming out and and saying it yourself. I'm surprised Brandy Rhodes didn't jump in on that. So, I mean, I would have asked her to say something, right? Cause, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? With the heat she's been know. getting, probably better that they <laughs> kept her out of it. Right. But she is a, an executive in the company. So, I mean, she would be someone you could, you know, maybe you don't agree with her or like her, but she is someone and she is a person of color, right? I, I don't think it's a joke. I think she is the chief brand officer. Um, I don't think she should be in that role. I I don't – she – Well, you know, that's a whole well, other – Yeah, no, no, other, my, my, uh, my point being, and I think when yeah, it comes to PR she <laughs> would and brand, she might be the worst possible option, especially now. But anyway, um, sp- sticking with Tony Khan though, uh, sounds like he's going to fulfill another wet dream, huh? So in case you guys are wondering, Tony Khan says one of his dream signings is coming to AEW. I'm going to – there was one person I'm just going to rule out right now. I don't obviously have any idea who it is. I think it's interesting he said that this person is in the States now, which makes me think it's not somebody that's already in the States. But I know the number one option that most people are saying is Johnny Gargano. Gargano has actually come out in the last week and said that he's actually not looking to get back into wrestling right now. It's Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's probably Bray. It, it, uh, who else it would could it make be? It most logical, right? Name name somebody else who who it could be that would get him get you that excited. 
not not knowing what we know right, now, right, right. Samoa Joe has been released and those guys. I'm talking about at that time. Uh, Who is it? It's Bray Wyatt. I mean, you could say I, I don't think this is it, but it could you could say Braun Strowman as well. I mean, he's a big. Strowman that hasn't been officially announced, has it? And he's not. He's, I, he's I, I don't know. Tony Khan's made some weird signings, like, but. Bray, Bray Wyatt's supposedly in movies right now. Which I don't think he's back. looking to get back into wrestling. I mean, it would be great if he did. Uh, well, I mean, you know, he could have a, a th- uh, an appearance where he, you know he shows up for a couple appearances here and there until he's done. They could start showing vignettes. I was th- on him you for could months. actually make an interesting like faction with him and Malachi Black and uh, some other dark darker characters. I had a few names in my head last night, and of course, it's gone out, but. Um, Yes, yeah, so you guys both think Bray. Yeah, yeah I think Bray's, I think... Bray's really the only mm-hmm. one that moves the needle for me. Okay. Keith Lee is a... Bray or yeah. Keith Lee, maybe. Those would be the only On the good news for them, the move to TBS didn't really affect their ratings. Um, not by much. I mean, first night on a new network, 1.101 million viewers, 4.43 in the demo, so... They definitely made the switch, and of course, Tony Khan had a jizz all over it on Twitter. Um, of course. Yeah, right? Shocker. But uh, sp- sticking with AEW, though, and it's funny some of these names that got brought up. So Rob brought this up a few weeks ago. Yes, we took last week off. Uh, I hope you guys saw Oh, I, I did, and I sat here and talked to myself for an hour. <laughs> and then he couldn't figure Then he Then he realized he didn't know how to record it or post it. Oh, no, I recorded it. <laughs> I used my phone. <laughs> I was just talking to myself for an hour. Freddie, what do you think? Really? Interesting. Oh, Nothing great, to say. Great okay. <laughs> nice. Oh, well. Um... <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> anyway, this was actually your topic, and we were going to discuss it last week, and Freddie and I chose to enjoy the holidays while Rob talked to himself. So... So, Rob wanted to know what you, we thought top five people that, and wrestlers specifically, that AEW should release. Okay. So, do we have a I list? I have a list. Um, have they're not all list. completely wrestlers, but I have a list. Freddie, do you have a list? Okay. Yeah, so I've Freddy... got guys in mind. All right. So, should I kick it off since it was my idea? Well, yeah, we, keep, we keep stealing Freddy's thunder. I mean, we could make him start. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> it, it's, it's Rob's idea. Watch him, he's going to write notes on my list and your list and be like, oh, I agree with both of you. No. Nope. All right, all right. I, my first choice is a faction. And I realize I'm breaking my own rules, but I don't care. It's my list. I think AEW should release the Dark Order. All of them. Um, they basically just fill out like dark every once in a while they get thrown on the main show. Um, I couldn't name five of them. Um, they don't have a leader, so they really don't do anything. They really don't have a function anymore. So to me, um, the only, only, um, negative to that would be negative one. Cause I, I don't think, I don't think it'll happen because of him. I think there'll always be some type of, and I don't have a problem with that, with the Brody Lee representation. But as far as the Dark Order as a whole, Colt Cabana, all of them, they really don't do anything. They they fill out the, the the dark shows. So in my opinion, the Dark Order could be they could you could save yourself a ton of money and release all of them. So you want my list, Freddie? So so you could come up with it. Uh... No, no, no. And a hush goes over the crowd. One <laughs> of the guys. One of the guys I would say has um, been very lackluster since he's been there. I know they put the TNT title on him, but I would say Miro. I would I would release Miro. I just I don't see the character going, the character development on his end. He's kind of stale from when he came over. You know, he was supposed to be their big first WWE guy, you know, coming in and what has he done? So, for me, it would be Miro. 
Interesting choice. Totally wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> Encyclopedia, like, sir. Go oh, ahead. Oh we're, oh, we're going back and forth because you gave your whole list in one shot. I thought we were no, just doing No, right. I said the Dark Order was my one choice. Oh, I you said five more, to be released. That was five right in one shot. Right, but I and I said and then I I followed up with breaking my own rule because it is my list. So go ahead. Okay, well I broke a rule too. So my number five. No, no, not allowed. Is, no, no. no, I don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> my number five is actually somebody who hasn't actually wrestled, but in my mind he's done next to nothing since they signed him. Except it's time for the main event. Mark Henry's got to go. He brings nothing to that company. He doesn't do anything. At least not as an on-screen presence. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. He sat ringside and looked at his cell phone during the Paige Brian Danielson match last night. Good, good, good job, bro. He was taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> he was putting in his his uh, his or- food order. Were they smart enough to mention that Daniel Bryan actually won his first title after the two of them had wrestled? And he cashed in his money in the bank. No, they probably wouldn't have gone that far. No, no only CM Punk and MJF bring up WWE stuff. Never mind. All right. My number four is Kazarian. Um, again, another guy who was the, supposedly the elite killer who hasn't been on TV in weeks. Um, just don't really have use for him. You know, maybe switch him to trainer role or something like that. But other than that, I don't really. When I was looking over the roster, I'm like, I don't even know why he's still here. So Kazarian is my number four. Uh, my next guy, I wasn't a huge fan of him in WWE, nor Impact, um, TNA, kept the charisma, the lack thereof. So for me, I, I would get rid of Captain Charisma. Interesting. They actually had a really funny shirt with him Jurassic, and Jurassic Express. Um, it was, I think it was something like Three Wise Men or something like that. It was, it was really funny. He's like sitting in a chair, like looking all proper and shit. It, you got to see the shirt. It's really funny. Anyway. Anyway, my number four, um, and actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I came up with this list basically talking and watching Dynamite Live last night. So my number four, and it's basically because of the fact that he just kept fucking up. He doesn't hold a candle to his dad on the mic. It's Brian Pillman Jr. I think he needs to get back down in the indies and work some of these kinks out before he gets back on. It was funny when he fucked up the second time. And it was almost like Malachi Black said, fuck this, I'm putting you out of your misery. (laughs) Done. You know what's funny about him? He's heavier than his father. And he tries to do all of his father's moves. And he can't. Because he's too heavy. But he could he could do a decent match. I mean, granted, he fucked up twice last night and that put it over the edge. But the the thing that to me is his dad was such a charismatic guy. Very his talk. Anytime he started talking, you grasped on every word. He doesn't even come close. And I don't. I just don't see it ever happening for him. He doesn't have the personality, nor does he have the skills. The only thing he has that that makes him Brian Pillman is he looks like his father. That's about it. I think Griff Garrison's got a way better career than he'll ever have. So if you're going to break them up, I don't have a problem with that. My number three, Brian Cage. I don't even know why he's still on the roster. I mean, he, he they don't even use him. He's been wrestling in other places. They should just let him go and let him do what he's going to do. I never understood him. He looks like a million dollars, but he sucks in the ring, and he's got no personality whatsoever. He was the first guy they started talking about that wanted to leave AEW. They should let him go. He stinks. His, his wife came out and was blasting AEW. And I think he actually countered and defended it. Defended AEW. His next wife will like AEW better. <laughs> Not a bad pick. Freddie? Um, for me, my my next pick, Big Show. Why, why do we have Big Show? Like what is? <laughs> what? Why what, do we have big the, show? What is? The, what is the point to get him on TBS to the the go big show? Like with with uh, he's not even on that show, and she should he should be I, on that show. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, is that the ultimate go to get him over there? Like, I just I don't get it. His his time ran its course in WWE. Like, it just. He, they tried him out in the ring and it didn't work. So they're like, "All right, we're gonna move you over here to come." Like, just let them go. 
Yeah, did they show on the broadcast when the judges came out to the ring, or were they already ringside when the show started? I think they were already sitting there. Okay, because when he walked out, I looked and I was like, holy shit, he makes Kurt Angle's walk look normal. He looked terrible walking out. I think he's there as a mentor, and he does commentate for Dark Elevation, and I've heard decent things about it, but no more BS. Send them packing. I'm okay with that. Um, my, my number three is actually somebody who... He's got a big mouth. His mouth has got him into trouble plenty of times. I don't think he's worth the trouble he causes with his big-ass mouth. And he was a very disappointing Joker entry in this year's or last year's Casino Battle Royale, I guess it was. And it's the man of the hour, Leo Rush. That guy does absolutely nothing for me. I Okay, Dante Martin. Wow, whoopee. Yeah, that's the only thing positive you've done since you came to AEW is talk for somebody else. Just like your WWE run, pal. And he was the one that stood behind Swole and opened his big mouth. He should. He needs to learn when to shut his mouth and let him go and let him go have a little faction with ACH and they could all claim discrimination and turn that into a storyline for themselves. <laughs> Did he not sign an autograph for you or something? <laughs> that seemed personal. <laughs> no, I, when he first came up with Lashley, I was pretty entertained, but every all the smack talk he does backstage and how many times his mouth has gotten him into trouble he still hasn't learned jack shit yeah i'm not i've never really been a fan of his and that'll tie into my number two pick but we'll get to that my number two is matt hardy uh doesn't do anything for me anymore like t- pro- he, since he's gotten with private party where have they been nothing right everybody that seems to team up with him ends up going nowhere I really don't want to see a Hardy Boys reunion. Uh, I think Jeff Hardy needs to stay out of wrestling and, and get his act together. Um, I don't know. I just don't see him, him as being worthwhile anymore. I, I think he's, his time in the ring is over, so he would be my next choice. Do you think that's the guy Tony Khan's talking about? I certainly hope not. Because well, he's not a needle mover for me at all. Not anymore. Uh, my next up would be a pair of Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose. They never get rid of Nyla because Freddie doesn't they, like they, trainees. They wouldn't, but Nyla Vicky Vicky Guerrero in small doses can be very entertaining, but it, they're like that big of a dose. Yeah, it's it, it's it's got to be like thirty seconds, and give me Ortiz where his uh, <laughs> Ortiz where he's like oh, I can't hear anything. That was perfect. Other than that, I'm good. So okay. Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero for me. So I think Nyla Rose has been booked completely wrong from the start. I think she could have been somebody. She could have been the monster of that that organization. Um, I think they've totally blown it with her, and I don't know if she could ever recover. Because she's actually getting better in the ring. Her last couple of matches have actually been pretty good. Have been been so like if there were if I had to line up all the women and start releasing them, she wouldn't be like my first five. So, funny enough, during the dark elevation taping, I had Nyla Rose team up with Emmy Sakura against two jobbers. We'll say the loudest reaction in the match was fucking Vicky Guerrero kicking somebody ringside. Not Nyla Rose, not Emmy Sakura. It was Vicky Guerrero got the loudest reaction during the match. But that pairing's done nothing for either one of them, so no. I don't I don't have any problem with that either. I mean, there are no other managers. Like she, it's weird that she's like a manager and doesn't manage anyone else and doesn't manage against anybody else. So it's it's an odd setup. Oh, little fun fact. Also, when Andrade, right. yeah, Andrade El Idolo wrestled on Dark, there was a chant, "Where is Charlotte?" <laughs> he he and. He played it up. He actually started as if he was going to do the figure four, and then he just threw the legs down and just waved it off to everybody, and the place went back, crazy. I don't know. I think the rumor is they're supposedly back together, not that anybody gives a shit. Yeah. I was going to say, who cares? You know, keep her off the market. Thank you, Andrade, for sacrificing yourself. Uh, my my number two is actually a name we brought up real, quite a bit tonight. Um, Tony got Cook. Got a big, huh? Tony Khan. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, somebody's got to pay the bills. This person can't do that. No, um, it's Brandy Rhodes. I think she think I'm sick of hear her tweets and making herself out to be better than 
than she is and how she wants to wrestle when she can't. And th- did you see the latest? She tried to indicate that her segment with Dan Lambert was like the hi- highest rated part of, I think it was Rampage last week or whatever it was. And I'm like, and somebody pointed out in the comments of 411, no, Lambert was in the ring and then you joined the segment. So if anything, he brought the fans over and you just backpedaled off them. But I, I was, I, I got nothing for her. I mean, you know what? When Arn Anderson's getting more of a reaction than you are, you're in big trouble. Arn Anderson, what's wrong with Arn Anderson getting a reaction? Nothing, but he hasn't. He isn't an active wrestler anymore. <laughs> he stands he, at ringside and says crazy shit now, and everybody loves him. He falls off the stage. Yeah, and the whole segment with Lambert last week it screamed of WWE booking, like when she took the shoes off, like she was going to fight him. I was like, oh come on, we know this is not going anywhere. Go go back to go back and be the chief brand officer backstage. Shut the hell up. So. All right, my number one is uh, Lance Hoyt. Complete waste of space. They've done mur- nothing with their murder hawk at all. Every time he gets a start, they don't follow through with it. And I think he has a lot of potential. I just think he's his time in AEW is through. My number one, Jack Hager. Jake, not Jack. Jake, Jack, same thing. Look, if you're going to release him, get his name right before you put his name on the on the garbage bag and throw it and leave it. <laughs> AEW officially announces the release of Jack Hager. And Jake's Jake, like, yes, Jake I dodged Jake. the bullet. Before Jack Hager and catering is gone. Jake, Jake <laughs> They're like, he's ready, just... Ready. They, just released, like, they released Joe Cena this morning. <laughs> Not they released Stone Cold Steve Williams yesterday too. Touche. And Jet but yeah, Matt Hart got released one. two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. And officially released from the sold out podcast is Frank Larinanga. I probably butchered. I probably butchered the last name there, sir. But yeah, that that would be my number one. Movie. We got to give well, Rob yeah. a few minutes to calm down now. I need a minute. <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen him turn this red ever. Oh my stomach hurts. <laughs> He's been on. I'll be honest. He has not laughed that hard. Oh my god. Uh, all right. Uh, it's, it's, it's time for me to kill the room, right? Um, yep. You you guys you guys really thought out your your picks, I gotta say that much. Where well, I can't... some of us did. <laughs> well, he he came up with good picks. He just can't remember their names. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Where where I basically went with people to just annoy the living fuck out of me, and I just said, "Yeah, fire him." So mine is the guy I've been complaining about since day one of AEW. He's a little runt. He does nothing for the product. Tony I think... Khan. No. No. Although he can, yeah. I guess he could be categorized yeah. as a little run too. He's annoying as fuck. The the best thing he ever did was during the pandemic when he got launched into the crowd. And it's that piece of crap that I, I crap bigger than this guy, Marco Stunt. See you later, pal. You should see a doctor. Uh, yeah, you're right. If I'm crapping bigger than Marco Stunt, I should see a doctor. Or maybe I should stop eating all the shit I eat. You know. Oh my god, my stomach hurts. <laughs> Damn it! I didn't kill the room this time. Oh man. Freddie, you're 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 the you're the, you're the superstar of the show. I got it. I got it. Oh. So, and I guess to uh, bring it down to a sour note, uh, we got NXT. <laughs> oh no, you had to bring the show down, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So uh, it happened again, folks. There was a ton of releases today. So we got Road Dog Jesse James, Scott Armstrong, William Regal. Um, Chris Guy, uh, for those of you that might be familiar, that's Ace Steel. Uh, Dave Kapoor, who 
Yeah, this isn't this isn't racist. His character name was Rajan Singh. You remember from Ray Kali, who we mentioned earlier. Samoa John got released today too. <laughs> Ryan Katz, George Carroll. Oh hell no. <laughs> Kathy Carino, aka Allison Danger, and then on the talent side, Samoa Joe, Timothy Thatcher, Danny Birch, and Hideki Suzuki. And apparently, I had to look up who Hideki Suzuki was. Apparently, he was that silent guy that was part of Diamond Line. Um, I, I said it to you guys in the text. Just sell the damn company. We know this is where, where this is going. Why would you be trimming this much? Why are you trimming this much fat? You know, haven't heard anything bad about any of these people that they they've been releasing. But now, when you got Regal and Jesse James, who you would you would have thought the two of them had an in with Triple H and all. But that's Triple the thing. H sounds like it's been stripped of all there. power. Or they took advantage of the fact that he's been too sick to work. Yeah. You know, what I don't understand is I understand. I under, I would think these people might get released before the actual talent, like the in-ring talent. Because look what's happening now is when you watch Raw, besides the fact that it's a shit show, there's only a certain amount of wrestlers. If, if they have one more COVID outbreak, they're they're done. There's no show. Because they are running with a skeleton crew. And the other problem long term is uh, we're seeing the same matchups over and over. I mean, if I see another Usos New Day match, I'm going to scream. There's nothing they can do to each other that we haven't seen. Like at some point, you got you to gotta start moving on or you got to start moving people. It, it, instead, we're getting the same matches, the same teams over and over again. I don't understand what the point is. Where's the entertainment? I'll say it again. Where's the entertainment? 40 minutes of wrestling in a three-hour show. Where's the entertainment? Who's being entertained? Right. You're right. Yeah, there's, there's no argument. Well, and I mean, you know, I, I don't know what I don't know else to say. It's, it's the same shit, different day. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching over 30 years now. You've known me for well over 10. When do you remember me saying consistently I'm fast-forwarding through chunks of the show? I mean, wasn't Timothy Thatcher, wasn't he um, entertaining? Oh, I, 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 that was the one that devastated me the most uh, from the roster, guys. I mean, Samoa Joe, we know there's been injury issues here and there. Uh, I want the guy healthy. I mean, I would love to see him stay in the ring, but I want the guy healthy. But, but that is that game. We're not going to see that anymore. Come on. I mean, why bring Samoa Joe back just to get rid of him again? <sighs> I mean, it's the second Maybe time he's been released. He was a Triple H guy, and it seems like they're cleared house of all Triple H guys except for Shawn Michaels yeah, it, on NXT. Well, and and that actually brings up a good point. Shawn Michaels was a Vince guy before Triple H was even in the Federation. This is – Vince has been trimming the fat for a while with Nick Khan's blessing. I mean, if there's two – which Khan would you rather deal with, Tony or Nick? I think I'd go with Tony any day of the week. I just feel like this is so ripe for a sale. How many more people are you going to release? I mean, they're down to... It's basically bare bones now. Next, we're going to find out the Triple H was released. Then, then the shit's really going to hit the fan. Well, I'm waiting for Shane to come back and win all the belts. Because, you know... <laughs> why not? Nobody left. Yeah. There's nobody left. Why not? Yeah. Uh, so, what do you guys think of New Year's Evil? I, I enjoyed it. Um, I was just re-watching um, the main event with Champa and and Breaker. Um, I enjoyed that. Uh, Randy Rose match. Like, uh, um, I, I thought it was a good show. I enjoyed it. I put it as one of my topics in there. The uh, Finally allowing Steiner to be Steiner. Even though it was after it went off the air, they did show it on the network. So that was a, a pretty cool moment. He did come out of the chains. He, you know, ceremoniously broke through the old NXT logo to come out. And I know that that ruffled a lot of feathers backstage. But um, I, I thought it was a good show. Predictable. Because we all basically picked everything correct on that card. Uh, the Hayes match was good. Other than that, you know, it was good to see Walter back in the States. Hopefully he stays around for a longer period of time so we can, we can see him full time. Um, I know they're, they're saying that his last 
NXT UK match is coming up, so he shouldn't be either main roster bound or NXT bound. So, yeah, well, I think I think it's come out that his main reason for staying and pushing to stay in Europe was uh, his his relationship. I think uh, I don't know if it was his wife or girlfriend, but that relationship's now over, so there's nothing keeping him there anymore. Um, the one we did get wrong is we all picked Imperium to win that six man and right. It was uh, MSK. So. I mean, I guess if you think about all the effort they put in to get the Shaman, who apparently was actually supposed to be Jeff Hardy until whatever nervous breakdown or drug issue he had this time ruined that. Um, not that I care, but I thought I thought the show was good. Was very good. Um, it actually, I don't like I don't like Braun breaking through the X. I mean, we already know it's not black and gold anymore. Do we really need to throw it in everyone else's face? And that totally screams Vince. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not watch every minute of it because as much as I like AJ Styles, uh, Grayson Waller, I don't care what he had to say. So I didn't fully focus on that part. Um, as I was watching the show, though, I thought really since War Games, I feel like NXT 2.0 has actually gotten better. I don't say two point blows anymore um i don't like the way they went about bringing this new roster in. i think they should have phased it in over time and had these guys losing for a little bit and then maybe start building them up instead of cramming it down our throats but i feel like it's starting to get at least match quality wise we're slowly but surely getting a little bit closer to what nxt black and gold was so if it's going to be a mix of the black and gold style and this 2.0 jobber shit i could deal with that i'm not thrilled with it but i think the show is way better than it was when they first did this reboot and the fans in the arena seem to be getting behind it, too. Um, I thought it was the best show so far. I have two issues. Cora Jade has no business being near the ring. Uh, she fucked up more time. She messed that whole match up. And her react, like, messed up and then, like, went with her reaction. Like, she was being smart or something. Like, like I couldn't, that match was a, sh- was a shit show. She couldn't, she, I don't know if it was the, the, her being, like, the focus of the match. She couldn't handle it. She kept messing up some simple moves. And, like, when she fell down and got hurt and, like, uh, Raquel Gonzalez was, like, checking on her, I'm like, what, is she, an idiot? Does she realize they're competitors? Like, that whole match, like, ruined the night as far as I'm concerned. It was easily the worst match by far. My second complaint. Before you go on, Mm -hmm. you know it's bad when Raquel Gonzalez is the best wrestler in the match. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Um, My second complaint. All those matches were great because of veteran presence. Okay. Roderick Strong, uh, Storm, Strong, sorry, Roderick Strong. Um, Ciampa, right? Imperium. They kept those matches. They were, matches were great because of the veteran presence. When they're gone, because you know they're going to be released, Ciampa's next, I'm sure. Can a Braun Breaker, can a Carmelo Hayes carry matches on their own? They can't. I think Hayes could, personally. Hayes but... might, well, all right, but one guy on a whole show? Right, right. Not a, not a good sign. Their matches were great because of the guys they were fighting. When you lose that veteran element to lead, to help these young guys lead, I think we're going to see a, a, a drop in quality again. That's going to be pretty staggering. I think it's going to be like when it started. Because now you don't have. Do they? Who's coaching them? You lost all the coaches too. Do you start bringing guys down from, like, seeing the AJ Styles, seeing, um, you know, Riddle? Do you start bringing some guys down to have feuds with these guys? But I mean, here's the thing: if NXT is a minor, is the minor leagues, you're actually asking major leaguers to go down to the minor leagues. Right. I mean, if I'm AJ Styles, I would have said no. Why do I have to build up these? It let, bring them to the main roster. You want me to work with them? Why do I have to go there? Well, you know what bef- I mean? before the network era, um, NXT did quite often feature guys from the main roster coming down to help out. So this might be a step back in that direction because I feel like that's that's what they've been going for all along. Um, if you go and watch the NXT shows prior to the network debuting, it was closer to what we're seeing now than what we got with Black and Gold. So. I'm not uh, Cesaro. Cesaro, he had that, those great matches with Sami Zayn. That was all before the network era. They used to, right? Do- but Sami Zayn wasn't a rookie. Well, true. Sami Zayn was an established talent all over the world. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I, I hear what you're saying, but you're, that's a bad example because Sami Zayn wasn't an inexperienced guy like a Carmelo Hayes or a Braun Breaker. Uh, 
I'm going to say Hayes. They picked up Hayes before he really got known. I saw that guy wrestle at Northeast Wrestling at least three or four times. The guy could go. The guy. I mean, he's a good wrestler. I have no, I have no doubt about that. Yeah. But, but I'm saying, is he veteran enough to lead a bunch of rookies? And the answer is no. I, I, I don't think you necessarily have to be a veteran to be the leader. You could, if you got the skills, you got the chops, and I think he does. You could be the leader. Um, I, I mean, I. Going to Northeast Wrestling shows for a while, I didn't see a ton of him. But when I did, I couldn't stand the motherfucker. He played such a great heel. In oh, fact, I feel like he's actually he's toned him good. down. He's been toned down in NXT. He was way better as a heel in Northeast Wrestling. So I, I, th- I think, saying. yeah. I know you but, didn't see him. So no, but what I'm feel. saying is it, there's one thing to be a great wrestler yourself. It's another thing to be able to lead other wrestlers. Oh, you should have and seen I'm, some of the crap he was in the ring with. In North and I'm wrestling. not sure. Well, I'm, again, I'm not sure. I haven't, I don't, haven't seen him enough to see. Can he take a green guy and lead him through a match like a Roderick Strong, like a Champa? I mean, Champa walked Breaker through that match. You yeah, could watch it, did. right? His reactions, everything he did was to get that kid to that point. Anybody else in the ring, any other rookie or any other NXT guy in the ring, they're not doing that. They're doing spots and they're, you know, I mean, look at Cora Jade. Look at that match. There was not a veteran in that ring. I mean, Mandy Rose is probably the most veteran, but she wasn't a good wrestler to begin with. And look what a shit show that turned into. There was nobody that can get in that ring and fix it. They got rid of you. As much as I didn't like it, Ember Moon, at least she had that kind of, she knew how to build, put a match together, and she knew how to move things around a little bit. Compared to the three that were in the ring, she was better than all of them. Okay, that, uh, that I'll give you. Cause... I mean, I'm not saying she's great. I didn't like her either. But, I mean, what you're, my point is you got to have somebody who knows what's going on in the ring. I don't know if that was Ember Moon, but anyway. If you put her in the ring with those three, she would have been the veteran in that ring. She would have been, They would have asked her to try to lead that match along. And I don't know that that match would have been that much better than it was, to be honest well, with you. Well, it might but... not have been, but it, it, at least there would have been somebody in there trying to move things along. That match was just a shit show from the beginning. It's a developmental territory. They might these young guys being given the opportunity to lead things is probably part of the mo. No. Then you, I guess you take what you get. Then right? No the match is a shit show. You take it. I see, and I and I feel like they have gotten better the last several weeks. So I'm let, let's see what happens once they phase the rest of these veterans out. Um, I th- I would actually say the next one that should get released and probably will. I'm going to differ. I don't think it's going to be Champa necessarily. I think it's going to be Roderick Storm. Strong. What do they got for him? What What do they need him for? He's not charismatic. All he does is he could go in the ring. Well, you got a guy like Champa that could do both. Roderick Strong will be in AEW before you know it. Right. <laughs> what, what do you guys do with Breaker now? Where do you go with the kid? Defend the title. <laughs> against two, I don't know. Yeah, against, against, against two. Well, I mean, I don't. But I mean, he's the champion. I've got to defend the belt yeah. against two. I have no idea. Yeah, is I it, think is it going to be Von? What's his name? Von Wagner. Pro Magnum Man. I nah, Well, I don't know. Slopey, I, they should have called him Slopey Forehead. Frankenstein head. They could put advertising on his forehead. They could have put the logo on his head. What are we doing, Jericho? Two point oh sticks here now. With boxing on their back. When he when what he guys, when he evolves to a to a Homo sapien, he's going to be a great wrestler. What you guys think of them actually allowing Steiner to be ringside, even though they didn't show him through the match, but they did show him on the website and on all the social medias. What you guys think of that? I, I think that I think the state of Michigan must have had a snow day so he could actually get off work from his education job so he could be there for it. Isn't he also in real estate too? Oh, maybe that's what. Maybe he moved on from being on the board of it. I, I think that was a huge miss to not show him. I mean, look, I understand that they want to separate the two. They don't want to directly link it with him. But when you're saying dogface gremlin every time he's in the match, when he's barking, when he uses the Steiner recliner to win the title, let it go. We all know he's a Steiner. Cut the crap with the breaker. I mean. The, the Braun, the Braun's actually a shortened version of his name, so they let him keep the first name. What's the big deal with the last name if you're going to keep referencing his uncle and his dad every time he's in the damn ring? What's the big deal? Yeah, it's he Vince. does the bulldog off the second rope. <laughs> Come on. Right. It's all Vince. This everything has got Vince's signature all over it because he's that kind of vindictive. You know? I don't know that he's vindictive. I think in his mind it's a marketing thing, and he owns the name that way. He, I gotta say, he looks terrible. He's been on Raw with Austin Theory, and I just like I'm like, wow, he looks like my grandfather when he almost 
towards the end of his life. Why are you parading yourself out there? You're making the matters worse for you. You already know people are questioning your product. Doesn't care. Because I'm Vince McMahon, that's why. Well, you know what? He's going to eat. He's going to end up uh, hurting whatever money they would have gotten for the sale of this company. Because otherwise, again, I don't know why they're making all these releases. Nobody's buying what he's selling now. They're buying the catalog. Mm. It's going to be. I think it could it's, be like it absolutely it is. Well, Freddie. Well, and Freddie Prince Jr. on his podcast just recently said that a friend of his, who's a Fox executive, said that before that SmackDown deal got made for the broadcasting. The WWE is pushing for Fox to buy the whole thing. I think they may, there might not be any buyers interested, but I really think they're going for sale. Actually, I almost, I almost think the one, one of the pe- people slash families that could buy it, it would be ironic if, it was, if the Khan family bought it and added it to their, to their big sports media conglomerate. The Jaguars, Fulham FC, AEW, and WWE. At least you know if, Tony, if they bought it, Tony Khan would actually do the, the war between AEW and WWE properly. I don't know about that. Do you think yeah. you think Tony Khan's even got that big an ego? Guys, he's a fucking mark. Or yeah, but that's exactly why I think he'd want to show how much better his product is. That's what Vince did. Vince had it handed in a in a silver platter. He could have had a war that could have lasted years, and instead he decided to bury WCW within like a year. I don't think Tony Khan's got the ego uh, an ego like Vince McMahon. I think he he's humble enough, honestly. Okay. I don't agree, but I think I think they all have they all think they have the biggest balls, and that's the way to show it. Balls the size of grapefruits, pal. Killed the room. <laughs> Instead of killing the business, killing the room. Kill the room. What else? What else we got? So next week we have a few things we want to bring up to you guys and share with you, and we want you to give us your thoughts ahead of time. Maybe we'll mention them on the air. So next week we're going to do our. 2021 best of do you guys want to do overall or do you want to do wwe and aew separately freddie what do you want we can do both let's do both okay so our categories we have six and again we'd love to hear from you guys we have the you fucked up moment of the year so biggest disappointment the oh my god moment of the year biggest shock surprise uh your match of the year your wrestler of the year your commentator of the year and your manager of the year all right, and we're doing WWE and AEW, right? Two separate lists? Yes, and for Wrestler of the Year, do you want to do men and women's or just across the board for the company? I'm, I think across the board for the company, but you know, we don't want to upset any of our female listeners and not include them, right? All two of them. <laughs> yeah, I figured we could do just overall. Okay. Overall is fine. Sounds good. All right, uh, the other thing I... We might talk about, maybe not this for next week. We'll see how much time we have, but uh, share also your top five wish list for you as a fan for WWE, what you want them to do in 2022. Not what you think they're going to do, but what you want them to do. Close down. Oh, did I say that out loud? Give it to Triple H. I heard Jack Hager's a free agent. Maybe they should should (laughs) sign him. Sign Jack Hager. All right. All right, so that is our episode for the evening. We thank you guys for listening. We thank you for coming back and uh, uh, following us in the new year again. So we will catch you next week. Esports Frenzy Pod on Twitter. Esports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace. I think I broke a rib. <laughs> oh, my God, that hurt so bad. Oh, that was a good one. Freddie, man, you're funny, good. man. You were like so serious. You were like, Jack. I was like, what?